Welcome to It's Still Happening, the only podcast created to inspire and support women who are the first in their families to break generational patterns, raise the bar, and create the life you desire and deserve through ancestral healing. I'm your host, Ash Johns. I'm an author, guide, and creative. And what I know for sure is we all have generational debris and generational superpowers within us that impact who we are, how we show up, and the quality of our lives. It's my hope that you both clear and connect with yours, experience the transformation that naturally flows as a result, and step into your power and leadership as a creational woman modeling what's possible when we heal and grow from our roots. If you've always felt called to walk your own path in life and are ready to create a ripple effect in your world, you're in perfect company. And if you've been desiring to break barriers and know that the past, present, and future are always intertwined, you found this podcast in divine timing. This is your invitation to pull up a chair and get out your notebook as I teach lessons learned and insights emerging from walking my own path of freedom. I hope to inspire you to do the same. Let's get into today's episode. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I am um, trying to get comfortable in my little hammock chair yeah it's a hammock chair and once you get settled in it it's so comfy I could hang out here all day but getting into it it's one of those things where your fingers are like going through the netting and like you know the laptop is like sliding around and I'm like oh no will this work I want it to work but it's working so I'm settled and today's episode is so overdue. I can't believe I haven't actually recorded this yet in any of the previous seasons. Maybe I was going to get to it in season two, but it feels so right and so necessary to have this episode so that I can actually send it to people over and over and over again because it's one of the questions I get asked all the time or rather experience, something that I experience often in my work where it's quite simply misunderstood, which A lot of us walk with a wound, a fear, a resistance to being misunderstood, and I am no different. It's something that's actually, for me, very much so a past life experience that I look to fully metabolize out of my system in this lifetime, and that's a work in progress. It's coming along very well, let me tell you, (laughs) but it has been a work in progress. And so being able to have this one episode to refer back to and to share with y'all over and over and over again, those who are listening, those who will find this in the future is going to be wildly beneficial for all of us who are called to this ancestral healing path, or even just exploring ancestral healing as a modality and as a lifestyle, a way of being that supports you in creating a life legacy and contributing to your lineage in a way that you love. And what's so interesting is It's actually, I believe, I haven't fully read all the astrology, but I took a quick glimpse this morning as I was checking, you know, the socials and things. I think today Mercury has entered Pisces, which the date that I'm actually recording this is March 2nd, I believe. Today is the 2nd. And I do have a special episode coming up that I still need to record because if those of you who are listening, you might have known I just had a birthday and there's some reflections I want to share with y'all. But back to this. 
I do believe that Mercury just went into Pisces. As you may or may not know, I'm a triple Pisces, but what I know you do not know because I don't talk about it very often is that not only am I a triple Pisces, but my Mercury is in Pisces. This is the reason why I communicate off of energy. It's the reason why I have such a creative approach to communications. In addition to actually having diplomats and communicators um, as ancestors in my lineage. And it's the reason why um, my communications really are something you need to open up to receiving and feeling as a transmission as opposed to words. Like oftentimes I'll create my own meaning for a word, even though I know by definition that's not. It's actual etym etymological sentiments or like what it, what it, the definition of it. There we go. Just say it that way. <laughs> um, but in the way that I use the words and the way that I put them together and the energy that I deliver them, it completely works, right? So a lot of times when um, Mercury is in Pisces or in other you know, signs, but in Pisces in particular, they talk a lot about not explaining yourself and um, finding other ways of communicating because Pisces is such a spiritual, etheric, you know, you can't grab it, it's fluid. And oftentimes we will feel like we can't find the right words to say what we're trying to say. I have that all the time, but it actually makes my communications more effective and more connective simply because I was actually born in a time where Mercury was in retrograde in Pisces. So I find it to be a very open communication, like a very effective, like there's a billion different ways I can say the same thing and it will reach your heart, your soul, your mind, your spirit and penetrate into creating something amazing in your life and world. So I really love that this is happening. I did not plan for it, but per usual, I'm always living in alignment with the stars just as you. And so writing down some episode notes was so easy for me. It felt amazing. So how about we get right into it, right? Okay. Um, first thing is <laughs> the meme that comes to mind. There is a meme and you probably have seen it. And people, obviously, that's what memes are. Like they create their own versions of it over and over and over again to articulate whatever they're trying to articulate. I love looking at memes. I like to chuckle at memes. I am not a meme creator. I'm not really a meme sharer. It's just something that I enjoy on my own, like casually. But there is a meme that has been floating around for quite some time that talks about like, we are not the same. And a lot of people use this with dating, like you're in their DMs. I'm the person that they dream about. We are not the same. Da, 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 da. Anyway, that meme actually comes to mind as it relates to how I feel about ancestral healing. There are so many people who hear about ancestral healing now, and then when they meet me or they hear about me on a podcast or however we cross paths, they start to express how they feel about my work and how they appreciate my work and how amazing my work is. And, you know, um, it's they're so grateful that I'm out here doing this kind of work, but they've also never ex actually experienced my work. They just think they know what this is. <laughs> Or even worse, they start to describe what they think my work is to me. And I'm like, that's not what I do at all. And so that meme of like, all ancestral healing is not the same. You're over here trying to just connect with your grandma and light a candle or just appreciate where you come from in general, where I'm over here helping you completely repattern, reprogram your life, have an impact on your legacy that ripples 
forwards and backwards with them, like directly with them in a relationship with them. It's a completely different experience. And for a while, I used to get so annoyed. Again, that whole misunderstanding wound. I used to get so annoyed, y'all. I would just be like, oh my God, now I have to sit here and like either listen to this projection <laughs> and just nod my head and let it fly. Or I have to take the time to like break this down and explain it to a person who may or may not be open to it, which honestly, nine times out of 10, when someone says that they appreciate my work without ever really immersing themselves into my world or listening to the podcast or reading my emails or coming to a workshop, it is a projection. Like they're not quite ready. They're curious. They're getting in the neighborhood, but they're not necessarily ready to walk into the room. And if this is you right now, I'm glad that you're here because listening to this episode and all the other episodes of my podcast and even the ones that are coming forward, if you stick around, will start to teach you and will start to bring you into the nuance and the complexity, but also the simplicity of the work that I do. Because I have yet to meet someone who knows how to navigate the energetics of the past, present, and future within someone's life while seeing the results and the embodiment of it in a way that ripples through and brings them lots of more ease and joy and purpose and power and authority and all these other outcomes of doing this work. So, okay, I want to like get into it because otherwise I'll be like explaining things forever. A little bit of that Mercury and Pisces thing going on, but it feels really good to take my time and like outline all the things that I know um, I've experienced and that some of you have questions about that can support you as you step into your ancestral healing journey. Now, I will say I may have been being and maybe being a sensitive Sally, <laughs> but it is a little bit of a sting when you're like, I love your work, but you haven't experienced it or you think that you've experienced it. But I will say that I remind myself over and over and over again that my ultimate job here is only twofold. And that is one, to keep growing and walking my own path in life. And two, keep inspiring other people to do the same. And honestly, I do both of those by simply being me. So if it means that I have to put out, you know, a hundred thousand episodes of a podcast before people really understand or feel inspired to go deeper in their ancestral healing journey, then so be it. Like I'm being myself, I'm carrying my medicine, I'm walking, I'm sharing. And quite frankly, it's not even work. It's quite easeful to be able to share such a unique and organic message to the world that's helping us transform our lives. Like I consider it to be an honor, a heavy honor at times, but it's still an honor. And that's being real, you know? Hey, it's Ash. I just wanted to pop in really quick and share a sweet opportunity with you. If you're enjoying this episode of It's Still Happening So Far, I have a hunch you'll want the supporting materials I've specially created to complement today's topic and make this message real for you and in your life. I know there is a power in storytelling and podcasts do in fact save lives, but I also know it's so easy for information to come into our ears but not quite settle in our systems. It's always through a deeper personal inquiry, practice, and embodiment that takes inspiration and knowledge to the next level, the level of transformation that's unique to you and your path. That's why I created Access. It's a month-to-month -month inner circle community where I share meditations, prompts, tools, and exercises to help you work each episode of It's Still Happening for yourself and with my presence nearby. And when you join Access, you're getting more than just the exercises. 
You're stepping into initiating your next level of power and capacity in your freedom journey as a creational woman doing ancestral healing for herself, her family, and her future. I show up in the space to teach transmissions I don't offer anywhere else and answer your specific questions from the episode and in your life. Consider access to be a living study and being hall for us, and it's only $18 a month. To join the Access community, visit ashleyjohns.com backslash access, or click the link in the show notes for immediate access. I can't wait to welcome you inside. Okay, back to this episode. See you soon. But I have a few stories to share with you. So when I was in Portugal, some of you know I went on a six-month sabbatical in my business, and I was really working on my first book. And like the book outline and the book proposal process. And one of my stops was um, Portugal, which I had never been before. And I really, really, really wanted to go. And I deeply enjoyed my time there. So while I was in Sintra, which is this magical little town, <laughs> there was a woman that I met. She was in, in the town just for like a day or two. And we ended up being on the same tour. But she was in town for like a yoga and astrology retreat. And it's so interesting because she was at the beginning of her spiritual and personal development slash awakening journey and started telling me a bit about her story and like who she is and why she feels inspired. And so I just normally let people share with me and then I will, if invited, if it feels good or if they turn the attention to me and ask me, you know, you know, what do you do? What do you, why are you here? And I'm like, oh, I'm a writer. I'm a spiritual life coach. I'm a muse. I'm a guy, whatever. And I do ancestral healing work. And so she did. And as I started to say what I do and why I do it and how it looks and how long I've been doing it, she was like, oh, yeah, I, I do ancestral healing work, too. I do it in ayahuasca ceremonies. And I was like, that's so cute. Like, I know that journey. And that's not to be, like, patronizing, right? But, like, I remember the experience of opening up to ancestral healing and really remembering, being at the beginning of my remembering and ownership of what I knew about ancestors in the spirit realm and how they impact me through ayahuasca and plant medicine. Like it is usually like, <laughs> it's funny to say it this way, the gateway drug of like conjure and ancestor work is, is an entity, a spirit, an ancestor, a guide, an angel visiting you, elemental spirits visiting you while you're under the beautiful plant's guidance and healing because grandmother plant is very, very wise and is a great connector she will always bring in the spirits and the energies that you need to support you in the journey. That's the whole point of taking the uh, medicine in, right? Is to purge, open up, clear, fast forward, shift timeline, so on and so forth. However, it's often the beginning because of what I've noticed a lot of times is in that particular awakening journey, um, a lot of people have a hard time embodying the medicine and the wisdom and the healing that happens in the journey. And this is not a knock on plant medicine at all, y'all. Um, or it's just, and or it's one ancestor or guide who's come forward telling you something about yourself, but it doesn't include all the other ancestors, all the other energetics, all the other conditioning, all the other programs that are playing out inside of you because of them. Like all of the ancestors have a role in supporting you and being the woman or the human or the person that you're called to be in this lifetime as you take ownership and authority of your role. Like there's a relationship between the two. So misconception number one about ancestral healing I get all the time is someone thinking that she's already done ancestral healing work before 
because they've already connected or she's already connected with ancestors, oftentimes through plant medicine, oftentimes through kundalini awakening journeys, oftentimes through hypnotherapy or a Reiki session or energy healing, or even a tarot card reading, you know, where they're like a medium is uh, also a reader or a tarot card reader. And they're like, hey, such and such is coming through and they're telling you about this. Like the misconception of I'm already doing ancestral healing in the way that you do it, Ash, because of this experience, as opposed to, ooh, I've had this experience. What do you know? And what are you talking about ancestral healing? Do I feel called to your method as a form of deepening and expanding and supporting me as I heal these ancestral and generational wounds, step into ancestral gifts and power, step into embodying my greatest, most empowered, self-mastered self, right? More of the second is what I'm calling into the community and into this work, less of the first of like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm already doing that. You know what I mean? And I love it. I get why we do that. Like we're often as humans looking for, what do I already know? What is similar to where I am in life that I can um, relate to and connect with and make me feel safe as opposed to looking for the new information, the new opportunity, the new, or rather the gap that needs to be filled and can be filled by this person such as myself that you're meeting, right? So misconception number one, there are many different ways to do ancestral healing. If you have had an experience with ancestors or a guide or someone who is from your lineage or claims to be from their lineage, that is awesome. And there is more and more that'll be incredibly beneficial and supportive to you in your life and in your calling. Another misconception I want to bring up is this victimhood thing. And this one's really, really, really good to me. It's one of the reasons why I actually do the work because all of us, regardless of how you identify, has some form of a victim wound, a victimhood wound. And that is because there are things that have happened to us in our own live life. There are injustices that have happened to our ancestors or in the past and all kinds of things, injustices to the land and the land that we live on, you know what I mean? And so when wrong things happen or hurtful things happen and it's not metabolized out of the system and you feel that there's an injustice that's been done that has not been made right when you were wrong, that energy will stay in your energy body and we share our energy body with our ancestors and they share their energy body with us. So I kind of noticed this not only with my clients and not only with myself, like moments where I felt I was in victimhood and I definitely was. It was being on like all these high vibe podcasts, like everyone that's like raise your frequency and like receive what you want and manifest, manifest, manifest. Like I was on a couple of those podcasts and the host would be all about what I was talking about. And what I was sharing as it relates to whole lineage healing and doing ancestral healing in my method until I started talking about the nuance and the intricacies of the work and how it's far more than connecting with your grandma or just doing ancestral reverence in your life. And like when I started kind of breaking down this parsing through experience and like being able to see the wounds of the past and how they affect you now, they always kind of like tried to call me out and be like, oh, it feels like an energy of victimhood, you know, like blaming other people for who you are. And I was like, that's like the hugest misconception. Is hugest a word? I feel like it is. Biggest, hugest, ginormous, <laughs> largest ever misconception of ancestral healing. 
is that you're being a victim to your lineage or a victim to your family or a victim to your circumstances. It's not that at all. In fact, staying unconscious, staying in an unconscious relationship with your ancestors and your lineage and what you've inherited from the past keeps you in victimhood, even if you don't know it. Like your world and your life could look exactly how it is, but I promise you, if you're not doing this work and you haven't done this work and you haven't had insight into this work at the level that I do, it's showing up in your life some way, some form. You know, I think this is the reason why we have this huge movement around the patriarchy and like hating men and, you know, all of this like stuff around the relationship between men and women right now, because we women have moved into an energy of accepting and embodying and identifying with the victimhood that patriarchy has inflicted or shared or created. I don't know the word I want to use there, but you kind of get the vibe. It's like because men have been in power and creating structures and organizing and protecting and trying to like invoke or infuse their energy in the way that they see the world on the world, we have forgotten that we also have power, that we are the influencers. If men are doing all of this, yes, for their egos, but their egos are fed by having the best, having the best woman, so on and so forth, like providing, like doing, like serving, we've forgotten that we have a key role in influencing the way that men interact in this world. And I'm not going to take that super duper far in this particular episode because that's for another day and time. But when I think about a victimhood, when I think about women, when I think about healing our lineages, when I think about becoming the woman that I'm meant to be and I am being and that you may be called to be and are being, um, this is about remembering things in our lineages that have been forgotten, Right. This is about overcoming the patterns and the ways of existing that right now culture and society wants to put a label on, calling everybody a fucking narcissist all the time and like all these things. And it's like, cool, we've pathologized people. We understand what's going on. We've labeled it. We can describe it. But now how do we heal it? How do we change our experience in my life, in the world, in our culture, in our society Right. And we do that by going back in order to move forward. We have to heal backwards with the ancestors in order to create new experiences, new lineages, new right moving forward. And so I've had to cut people off like hosts multiple times and be like, there's zero victimhood. Like, how can you ever become who you want to be by avoiding who you are and what you what you walk with? You have to. That's like. To me, that's like personal development 101. You know, if I am not aware, how can I overcome? If you have no awareness, your consciousness remains the same. So when we do ancestral healing work or rather whole lineage healing, we are becoming aware of the whole impact our lineage is having on our whole lives and then stepping into the authority in partnership with ancestors to alleviate, transmute, alchemize, overcome and embody something different. If that's not the ultimate self-mastery process, I don't fucking know what is. Because in my opinion and what I've experienced and what I've also been taught is that in witness, right, all these different ways of knowing and validating that this is true, we have a soul that comes from God and other galaxies and, and other places. And we also have the family that we have chosen, the human family. And so when we have the physical aspect of ourselves merging with the soul aspect there is a relationship and a negotiation that comes. We can't say that, okay, based on who I am as a star seed, I have no responsibility to my ancestors and my bloodline on this earth and on this planet. No, you're human for a reason. 
So that means your soul, your star seed self, your sparkly, your alienness, plus your humanity is going through a process of embodiment and becoming and having an impact and moving through this human experience for a reason, right? So I find that to be so interesting when they're like, oh, it seems like so victimhoody. And I'm like, not at all. Actually, it's incredibly empowering. Why does understanding where you come from and taking responsibility of that with the people who created it, who experienced it, who survived it, who were impacted by it, who participated in it, how is that victimhood? It's actually true leadership in my opinion, right? So that's misconception number two, that ancestral healing is victimhood, that you need to just leave the past in the past and just vibrate higher and create the reality you want to create and manifest what you want to manifest while ignoring all the other things that created incongruencies in your energy field in the first place. Makes no fucking sense, but okay, y'all. I'm going to get off my soapbox. Actually, I'm not because this is my podcast. <laughs> and I really love that we finally get to say that. And I hope it makes sense. You know, there is a balance to this. We are definitely not going to ancestors to be like, solve all the problems. And this is all because of you guys that have no responsibility. No, we are the leaders right now. We get to create what we want, but we do that by working with the past for the future and for the present. There's a process here. Misconception number three, I think I've already kind of said this, but it truly is the you don't need to look back in order to move forward, just like vibe high and, and go forward. You will manifest what you want, but it won't feel how you want. You'll still experience or manifest experiences that essentially create the realities that you don't want. So I see this all the time. It'll be like, I have to keep surrounding myself with what I do want in order to avoid what I don't, which in some ways is kind of smart energetically. But in other ways, I personally want to be the person where no matter where I go, I'm always the same person. Like I am so aligned with my soul's calling and so rooted in my ancestral inheritance and power and support that it doesn't matter who I'm around. I'm not like wavering and being triggered and like all these things. I'm so solid in my call, my role, my purpose, my energy, my presence, my magnetism. It doesn't matter who I'm around. And to be honest with you, I've kind of always walked in that way. Even before I got even deeper into my work, I've had friends of all different backgrounds. And wherever I go, people are asking me to come back based on who I am, because I am rooted in who I am and what I'm here to do. Okay, misconception number four, because I kind of went on a little bit of a tangent there, but hopefully you guys are following and you're vibing with this and it's resonating. Misconception number four is that ancestral healing is mediumship. It's all about just communicating with the dead and getting insight from people who've transitioned on and are in the other realm, which there is an aspect of that, obviously. Um, and if you think that you're not a medium, I would argue that you are. Everyone has some form of mediumship in them, right? We all have an ability to sense spirit, feel spirit, even if you're disconnected from it or you haven't really um, exercise that skill um, or opened up that gift in the way that it shows up for you because not everybody's a seer not everybody's a speaker not everybody's a you know all these different ways of experiencing mediumship but it's really not about that like to me whole lineage healing isn't about being a medium and speaking with the dead that's just one aspect of it it truly is about parsing through what serves and what no longer serves from your lineage that can support you in creating the life 
and the legacy and the lifestyle that you deserve that's going to have a positive impact on this world and move us forward in the collective consciousness of this planet. Whether that's in your day-to-day -day life or even if you have a huge, amazing platform, right? And so when people come to me and they're really, really into the witchy stuff and they're like having all these ancestral altars and they're doing all these spells and they're deep into the esoteric arts and alternative this and ethereal that, I'm like, that's all fine and dandy and I'm not mad that you have these abilities, but I want you to come into this experience open to journeying with your ancestors in a way that impacts their energy and supports you in yours. Like, I don't even feel like this is so Mercury and Pisces. The words never fully capture what the experience of doing whole lineage healing is like. Like you truly have to experience it to know it's for yourself. And this is another reason why I had to come back to my own podcast is because a lot of the hosts, understandably so, like this is what all podcasts do these days. They're like, can you give one thing that they can do today to start connecting with their ancestors? And I was like, well, sign up for any of my master classes, workshops, memberships, apply to work with me one-to-one. -one. Like that's what you should do because this is not about setting up an ancestor altar. This is not about, you know, going to the graveyard or having a, a holiday to, to honor and revere your ancestors and those who have passed who were once here. Like those are all nice and dandy and lovely starting components, but there's so much more to this work that is actually beautiful, easeful, loving work because it's not hard at all. That there's no quick fix or like recipe or ritual that you do to start connecting. Like it's a journey. You're guided. You learn how to connect with your people. You learn the kind of questions to ask them. You learn how to hold boundaries with them. You learn how to have protections. You learn how to ask them to release, ask them to support. Like there's all these other things that occur in your relationship with ancestors and who you then become as a result. Because that's the thing. It's not about information and then taking action, which is what a lot of people do when it comes to ancestor work. Let me honor the ancestors. Let me let them give me wisdom. And then I'm going to abide by what they say and kind of putting their ancestors in a certain position in their lives. This is about who I am becoming and remembering and the role that I'm playing in my life that affects my lineage, right? Like I truly feel that those who are called to this work are the leaders. We have chosen to be here for a reason. Like something needs to be instilled in the lineage or of course corrected in the lineage or reclaimed through the lineage and your life gets to be that beacon of life. Like you will be remembered in your lineage. That's not like some weird salesy thing. And one of the things that I lead people through when they first get into this work is actually looking over their lineage to see who were the markers? What has happened? What is the state of our lineage? What role did I come in to fulfill that's beyond just what I desire and like my cognitive understanding, but what agreements did I make with my soul to be a part of this family, right? And here I am thinking that I'm supposed to blend in with my family or breaking generational patterns is so hard and having a, you know, loving relationship is so challenging, but that's what you came here to do. And when you really see that and you see how your ancestors are here to support you and to get out of your way or to resolve some of the things that keep showing up in your life, it transforms your power. It transforms your perspective. You can really walk in your authority in a way that is an initiation, essentially. It truly is. So anyway, I'm going to wrap this up by saying what ancestral healing is or rather what whole lineage healing trademark is. And that is, it's parsing through what serves and what doesn't serve you 
from your conditioning, right? Parsing through what serves and what doesn't in your conditioning. Because there are some things that we're conditioned into that is great, you know, that is helpful. And it might be distorted in how you're using it. It might, you might be behaving or showing up being in a certain way that is more rooted in the fear instead of the expansion. But that is just not even a quick fix. It's like a tweak. It's a tweak with you and your ancestors that can change that, for example. What it is, it's also learning how to belong and be supported no matter what. You get that from God. You get that from your ancestors. You get that from your guides. You get that from your celestial beings, your elementals, whatever you believe in. But I find that a lot of people will go to God and Jesus and elemental beings and deities and everyone else but wants to ignore their own ancestors, right? Or, and or you're calling on an ancestor who actually is not supportive in where you're going. You know, I'm always using the grandmas. I know the collective grandmas are like, this bitch. But <laughs> y'all know what I'm talking about, grandmothers, where you're calling on a grandmother who actually did not, you know, care about organization or structure or was really resentful that she was a mother and really wish she would have pursued her dreams. That's probably not the ancestor you need to be working with if you're out here focusing on pursuing your dreams or whatever, you know, you have to be aware of who you're calling in and who you're working with and who's influencing your day to day. Okay. Um, stepping into your ultimate, yes, this was a really good note. So ancestral healing is also stepping into the ultimate self mastery of yourself. It is the ultimate journey of knowing exactly what you come from, what you're carrying as you heal, who you're working and walking with, whether you know it or not, and essentially stepping into your fullest, greatest self, right? Your fullest, greatest self. There were things that our ancestors had to settle for that you're just not. And until you do ancestral healing work at that level, you won't see how those different patterns and ways of settling are showing up in your life. Just because you're not settling in the way that the women in your lineage have settled doesn't mean you're not settling, right? It just doesn't look the same. And there's a deeper thing than just survival. Like we use, again, we give these like very simple terminology and like phrases plastered over our experiences instead of getting into the root issue, which ancestral healing will help you do. Ancestral healing is about gaining greater perspective of your gifts, your capacity, and your possibilities. It's about reclaiming what's been lost that's unique to you and your lineage, not something you can find on Instagram. It's about invoking and imbuing your life and lineage with new energies that you're here to bring forth and into fruition, which I really love that because there are things that my soul knows and has experienced that has it's new to my family. It's new to my lineage. And it just further affirms that we are leaders. We are supposed to be here walking these paths and lives that we're walking because we're needed. If you're really, really curious about everything that I'm saying and it's kind of striking a chord with you, I definitely recommend getting the Break the Pattern and Level Up three-part workshop series to explore this further. And we'll have the link in the show notes. But it was a three-part, like 90 minutes each day. So it, it truly is like a mini course, to be honest with you, where I guide you through identifying your symptoms of an ancestral wound, your generational patterns, and also what the ancestral trauma or wound actually is in your life. And I guide you through that experience through the recordings. It's amazing. It's something that I offer that people loved so much so 
Um, it's like the greatest signups we've ever had. So if you're interested in that, definitely check out the link in the show notes um, to sign up. So as I was saying, ancestral healing is essentially self and lineage leadership, right? Like self and lineage leadership that you are wanting, ready and willing to make a mark on the world by who you're becoming and who you're being. And that's more than just your actions. It's more than just your efforts. It's more than just um, what you're choosing to manifest or create in your life. It's truly the energetics that you're walking within and sharing with the world. It's about you learning how to make a mark in relationship with and to those who came before and who are a part of you. That's what ancestral healing is to me and how I work. We're often so focused on what we want to manifest that we're not at all interested in who we get to become for the first time in our lineages and the process of this life that will have a ripple effect moving forward. And I find that to be very, very interesting because when we do think about who we're becoming, like, think about this. What if every woman in your lineage moving forward knows how to have healthy boundaries that are actually expansive and generative to everyone around her, including herself? Like, what if there was no need to have books around holding boundaries? And what if there we got to a space where it's not even about holding boundaries? Your energy is your boundary. Who you are either attracts or repels people. That's it. You don't have to sit back and be like, do I need to hold a boundary right now? And I'm not mocking anybody or any of the boundary stuff. But like, just saying, you don't have to think about it because you know you are. It just is. It just is. That's what ancestral healing helps you do. It just helps you be. For me, I am the balanced creational woman who receives all that she wants and needs through her energy and through her being, not through her efforts and not through her doing anymore. Like I'm not just doing, doing, efforting, efforting, trying, trying, pushing, pushing, like done. We, we've done that kind of manifesting and being already. And now there's a new way of existing that I'm showing, exemplifying, teaching, and guiding women through whole lineage healing. I was actually listening to an author and who's also a podcast host the other day, and I, I really admire this person. And she talked about how she got where she is um, today through hard work um, and through her hard work ethic because she comes from a single family home where she had a single mother. And in that moment, the light bulb like really, really lit up for me. I was like, oh my God, her story resonated so much. Her story resonated with my past success narrative that I was like, oh, because I come from this background and I am the first in my family to do, I do it out of my hard work. I do it out of the pride of working hard to make it happen. And I was like, I no longer resonate with that. Like I have evolved and healed out of my effort is the only thing that creates the life and lineage that I want and the legacy that I want. And that's just not true anymore. It's the woman that I am that creates what I want. The whole part of me. There's moments where I'm putting forth a little effort. You know, I'm gonna, I do go grocery shopping. Like someone would arguably say me recording this podcast episode is work and effort. But to me, it's not. It's me living in my calling. It's me existing in the way that I choose to exist in this world. So it's interesting. I think the words are easy to hear and get behind when I say, let's create what you want by being the woman you're called to be by having the energy that draws the things to you as opposed to you always leading with your effort. I know those words resonate in our ears 
And that's easy for us to say, yeah, I want to get behind that. But the embodiment of doing that, of being that is another story and a completely different experience, I assure you. I understood this conceptually and cognitively and intellectually, but it wasn't until I got into my whole lineage healing and saw my particularly maternal lineage's relationship to work, like how women trusted hard work and their effort more than they trusted their energy and other people around them and being able to draw on the right people to collaborate and exist with and be in community with, right? So um, this is why I say whole lineage healing is an experiential thing. When you step into it and you start parsing through these things that are unique to you and your lineage, you see the world in completely different colors. The words will never capture what that's like. And, and even my clients say that when they do their testimonial videos, they're like, I mean, I don't think these words even express what I'm really trying to say, but I'm going to try to do my best, you know? And I'm like, I know, girl, I know, I know. All that matters is that you understand it. All that matters is that you embody it. All that matters is that people are stopping saying, gosh, you're different. Wow, you've changed. Like, oh my God, this is who you've always been. Just like more of you. Like, what did you do? How did you shift? And all you can do is smile and say, oh yeah, I work with this lady who does ancestral healing. Or, you know, keep it a secret to yourself, which I don't recommend, by the way. <laughs> expansion is really great when you are abundant with sharing how and what you've done or what you've learned such as I'm doing on this podcast okay I'm gonna wrap it up but you know this is something that I was called to since I was a little girl I've been doing ancestral healing work and it's looked different it's but it's always felt the same over these years there are some specific stages and paths that we go through on this journey and I'll be writing and talking about that a little bit here, but I am writing about it in my book, Paths to Freedom. If you've heard about it, you can get on the wait list because it is coming. And I'm very, very grateful and excited about that. But ancestral healing, particularly for women um, such as myself, and you probably are, who really became generational pattern breakers through our effort by choosing to go to college, by choosing to work hard. And now you're realizing that this is, it's not sustainable, right? It's not sustainable. You'll gain it all and still feel empty inside. I'm going to talk about the ancestral healing stages and paths that we go through when you are that woman. All along, ancestral healing has always been one very important part, one, but a very important part of a much bigger approach to creating freedom, love, and abundance in our lives. And I think that it's the approach that is most overlooked and most avoided. And I find that to be very interesting and always wonder why. It's like we're running away from ourselves thinking that our ancestors and our past is not a part of who we are and isn't within us. And if we believe that and we keep doing that, we'll keep repeating the same cycles. Same gift, different wrapping. Okay, so those are some of the misconceptions around ancestral healing. Again, if you're really, really interested in exploring um, and dipping your toe into what ancestral healing can do for you as a modality, as, again, a way of life, as a way of being and supporting you to be the empowered, creational, balanced woman that you're called to be, definitely, definitely, definitely check out to break the pattern and level up workshop. Again, it's a three-part workshop. The sign-up is in the link I was going to say link in my bio. That's so funny. It's in the show notes. <laughs> and you can also get your embodiment practices for this episode of It's Still Happening by joining Access. All of that is in the show notes 
as well. Thank you for joining me. I'm so glad that you were here and I hope this message speaks to your soul and your heart. Whatever you do today, I hope you do it with conviction. I hope you do it with courage and compassion. Lots of love. That's a wrap for this episode of It's Still Happening. Thank you for listening in and being a part of my journey. It means so much to me. Here's what's next. I'd love to know what you got out of this episode. So leave a review about it before you go. And afterwards, make sure that you rate, subscribe if you aren't already, and share this podcast on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Ash Inspires. And if you'd like to connect on a deeper level, check out my website and hop on my email list. All the links you need are in the show notes. Until next time, may you continue walking your unique path of freedom with conviction, courage, and compassion. I'm sending you love wherever you are.